Welcome to NCBA's Cattleman's Call podcast with host Lane Nordland. All righty, friends. Welcome back to more conversations on the Cattleman's Call podcast. I'm your host, Lane Nordland. The Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA Trade Show for 2023 is coming up very, very quickly. And there's a lot in store for cattlemen and women to experience at this year's event in New Orleans. New Orleans or New Orleans, however you pronounce it. We're all heading down to the Big Easy here very, very soon. Uh, That first week of February is going to be one heck of a time. And to give a quick preview about what our attendees will be experiencing, we are joined by Kristen Torres and Thad Larson. They work on NCBA's meetings and events team and, and really lead the charge to planning the Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA trade show. And as I mentioned, we're just a week out from being in the Big Easy. And uh, so they are here to give our listeners, maybe you're on the road to convention today listening to this conversation. They're giving us that that quick preview into what is in store. But uh, um, uh, for, first off, Kristen, uh, how many years have you been involved in planning the cattle industry convention? Oh my gosh, more than I like to admit, honestly. But um, this convention is actually going to be number 20 for me. Um, my very first day on the job was at convention on site in Phoenix in 2004. Wow. So I've wow. been around the block a couple of times. We'll have to have a, a, a celebratory event for that 20 years. <laughs> I feel like we should. What better place to celebrate than New Orleans? And Thad, for yourself, uh, uh, how many years have you been a part of CattleCon and uh, what are you looking forward to here next week? My first day was not at the convention uh, when I started working for NCBA, but I think I'm up to uh, convention number 17 now. Uh, so so I'm, I'm a few years behind Kristen, but my favorite part of convention is always, you know, just being able to, to have an opportunity to meet with our members and uh, chat with everybody and kind of see uh, see the pulse of the industry, really. Now, when a, when a convention wraps up, you start working on the next year's convention. So when we concluded uh, last year's event, were we in Houston last year? Is that, is that, yeah, yep. the 2022 mm-hmm. event. It just, all these, sometimes they just kind of come together. Sometimes I feel like we're in Nashville, but uh, that was two conventions ago. But uh, so that planning really kicks off, not even the day before, but months before the previous year's convention even occurs. And yeah. as we look to CattleCon 23, uh, you know, 20 years in helping bring this to cattlemen and women. Kristen, what, what are you looking forward to most as all the hard work really culminates in this event? Well, um, as event planners, this is like in our blood. We can't help but love seeing all those pieces and parts come together. But it's been so rewarding for me personally to see the show grow over the years and there's nothing better than seeing folks come together year after year. Um, We get new folks every year, but, and it's so great to see those folks too, when they are there wide eyed walking into the trade show, just blown away. Um, But my favorite part is really seeing those folks come together. And probably I have two um, very specific favorite moments of the convention that I look forward to every year. Um, the first is when I'm backstage at the opening general session, and I always get nervous that nobody's going to come into the room every single time. You can ask that. I'm always afraid nobody's going to show up. And then we come out from backstage and seeing the room full 
and while the event's going on, watching everybody's faces as they're listening to the speaker. I mean, it's just, that's the best. Then my second favorite part is that same day, um, but when the trade show opens, right after that general session, there's just a huge buzz and there's an energy and there's a huge crowd at the doors. And when we open those doors and everybody's streaming into the exhibit hall, I have goosebumps right now thinking about it. It's just the best. And Thad, for yourself, what do you look forward to when, when convention kicks off? Well, it's, it's you know, a couple of different things. Kristen pointed to a couple of different uh, uh, items that are sort of on my, my checklist for things that, uh, that I look most forward to. Um, but I can always tell um, when, when, you know, you've done this for as long as we have, um, and, and in particular for me, when you have a, a name like Thad, there's not a lot of Thads around. And so I can always tell when I've talked to somebody before because my name is relatively easy for people to remember and there's not a lot of Thads around that people will come up to me and say, oh, I talked to you here, I talked to you there, and we, we, we did this together, we did that together. Um, you know, and it could have been, you know, from the last couple of months or it could have been from five years ago, six years ago, a decade ago, and, and somebody will, will do that. So that's, uh, that's something that I, that I look forward to uh, a lot as well. Um, just making those those opportunities to connect with people. It's pretty fun. Now, of course, attendees, when when the NCBA trade show opens, it's just a flood of people that come in. And, and there's so many experts in, in the field of livestock production and, and crops management also as well there. Uh, and, and just so many different sectors coming in that support cattlemen and women in the countryside. And I, and I always say, I, I'm so busy at cattle convention. I actually really don't even get a chance to walk through it till like the last hour or two mm -hmm. uh, of the actual uh, convention and trade show. But how big is this year's trade show? How many booths and how many acres is that NCBA trade show floor going to consist of this year? Well, um, it's completely sold out this year, which is fantastic. Um, but we have about close to eight acres by the time you combine the in, indoor and outdoor space. Um, outside, we have some ag equipment you'll see out there. And then we also have a ride and drive area so folks can get out there and test drive a couple of different trucks. Um, on the show floor, like I said, it's completely sold out. We were trying to get creative the other day to squeeze one more exhibitor in there and um, there are about 360-ish companies that are going to be on display there in New Orleans. So we're super excited. And uh, one thing about that, when, when you go to the trade show floor, there, there's just so many different things that you wouldn't expect to see at a normal uh, a trade show when, when there's literally an arena that has uh, demo working equipment, AKA shoots and learning how to educational opportunities, just to how to be a better cattleman on the ground and working cattle is just one of them. Can, can you maybe walk us through uh, what it's like to just walk on the floor, but also see all these different educational sessions going on, whether that is cattle handling uh, educational sessions in, in, in the breakout yeah. areas. Yeah. So the trade show itself is um, it's an event to itself. It's like you said, it's not like a normal average trade show. So um, we build two arenas on the trade show floor. One we call the Shoots and Scales Showdown. And that's where folks can actually do a side-by-side -side comparison 
of, um, we have five different shoot manufacturers and scale manufacturers there. And we're literally running cattle through there. And so you can see live demos of those, literally one right after the other. So if you're in the market for that, it's great. And um, it's educational in that you might learn something about a shoot you already own uh, that you may not know. Uh, so that's one area. The second area is our stockmanship and stewardship demonstration arena. And that's where we do live cattle handling sessions. And um, we have some great education sessions going on every day, basically all day, every day in there um, with Dr. Ron Gill, Kurt Pate, uh, Dr. Dean Fish are in there. Um, so those gentlemen, if you haven't ever heard them speak, um, it's, it's pretty impressive. So I highly recommend people carve out some time for that. And then we also have two different areas on the show floor that are more classroom style education. One of them's called uh, the Learning Lounge. And those are more traditional kind of education programs happening there. And then a new area that we have this year is called Cattle Chats. And that's more of a TED Talk type format in that they're um, short sessions that are happening in there. So they're like 15, 20 minutes top. So that's a great way when you're kind of wandering through the show floor to stop in, um, get some education uh, as you're strolling the aisles, the acres and acres of aisles. And uh, also when you uh, attend the event, there's always uh, uh, keynote speakers that are billed uh, that, that really kick off the event and then wrap up the event. Uh, can, can you share more about uh, who, who, who is going to be kicking off the event? Obviously, I'm from Montana. And uh, I used to always get asked if I was from Texas when I'm in an airport uh, wearing a cowboy hat. Now I get asked if I'm from Montana because of a certain TV show that is very yes. popular. Uh, and I'll be honest, I've only watched a few episodes. I just started watching 1883 uh, just to oh, kind of prep stupid. myself. Uh, and so I, because I see some discrepancies when I watch the the Yellowstone show, obviously is what I'm referring to. But uh, uh, Taylor Sheridan is is going to be really kicking things off. Uh, what what will attendees be hearing from him? What what is the main goal of this message going to be? Because you know, there's a lot of people that just aren't aren't aren't, too, aren't fans of the Yellowstone show, but maybe they'll be fans of Taylor Sheridan once they hear his story. Yeah. So um, the thought behind um, bringing in Taylor Sheridan to address the group is one, obviously, popularity of the show. For as many of people that aren't interested in it, we have you know, three more for everyone that love it. Um, Taylor's very adamant about wanting to um, portray the industry in a good light. And he, he tries to be very cognizant of how he is doing that. And, um, you know, he doesn't do a lot of speaking opportunities. And we did a um, actual personal invite to um, have him be a part of the convention. And um, he took this, I mean, it's literally the first time that he's really been doing this type of event because he wanted to talk to the group. Um, he does own a couple of ranches in Texas himself. So he's living and breathing the industry and wants to talk about that. And I know a lot of folks, um, are aware that he recently purchased the Four Sixes Ranch in Texas. Um, Four Sixes is a um, past regional environmental stewardship award winner. 
um, one of our most prestigious awards that we have here. And so um, we're gonna be talking to him, you know, a little bit about the show, um, what his goals are in um, when he's putting together the show, when he's writing the show and producing it, um, talking to him about sustainability, the hot topic in the industry right now, and, you know, what's happening on Four Sixes Ranch. And then, you know, similar to the conversations that we would have with all producers, what's keeping you up at night? What What's happening in your world? What are you seeing? And um, really, it, it is about the show and the celebrity that is Taylor Sheridan, but it's also about um, Taylor Sheridan, the producer. Well, one thing I think of too is uh, Forey Smith. I believe his character's name is Lloyd. I, I've had a chance to, yes. to to interview Forey in the past. He's a Montana uh, native as well, and he goes, "Lane, this show isn't written for you. It's written for entertainment to so many other people, but it's a gateway to show people what goes on in the West. But again, it's not real." And that's and I'm like that. That really did stick out with me. And I'm just like, you know, I watch Lonesome Dove all the time, and there's things that I see. I'm like, huh, that doesn't make sense to me. But it is. It's entertainment. And it, and, it exactly. does, and it does showcase an opportunity for people to to get a preview of what it's like to, to live the Western lifestyle. And I think the more highlighting that of having people understand what we do in the countryside, even though it is a TV series, is important. Is there any other uh, Yellowstone people going to be coming, coming to the event or is it just going to be Taylor? Yeah, so we have a couple of folks that will be in the trade show that night, Forey being one of them. Um, he's going to be there. Uh, doing a little meet and greet for us. And then actually we have a couple of the ranch hands that you see on the show as well. Um, and we're kind of leaving those a little bit to a surprise. So um, Baringer Ingelheim is our sponsor for that opening general session. And those additional actors are gonna be in their booth following the event um, to do a little meet and greet there as well. And how about the that uh, uh, closing session speaker? Who, who's that gonna be this year? A gentleman by the name of Chris Cook, and he has a uh, talk that he does. It's called If I Can, and he's actually a farmer from Canada, and he was born with no arms and no legs, and he has an incredible story. Um, if anybody has seen any of the videos that he has online, I mean, he's out there driving his John Deere tractor, and the moment we, uh, when we were selecting speakers, and the moment we brought some of that up, everybody was like, I want to hear how that's happening and I want to hear how he's making that happen. So he has a um, truly inspirational, motivational, kind of leave you feeling good kind of talk to end out the week of the convention. Well, great. I, that, that, that I'm looking forward to both of those speakers as well, because the, the purpose of going to Cattle Convention is, is to better yourself, hear a different perspective on things and, and a different view on, on how other aspects of the industry or, or just business in general, how, how different practices can, can truly help, uh, help you out in the countryside uh, is so important. And that's, the, again, that's my view of why people go, go to convention. It's, it's to, to look towards the future and, and learn. And, and of course, on the policy side of things too, uh, to, to really set a direction for, for the cattle industry. And yeah, you know, when folks get down there, uh, you know, what, what are some of the behind the scenes advice that, that you have, you know, the one thing that always, always comes to mind is gosh, darn, it's kind of the end of the day. We should start thinking of somewhere to go. Well, 
it's good to think of where to go maybe before you get there so you're not walking around or trying to get reservations last minute. Do you guys have any suggestions on what are some of the best places to eat around the convention center or, or further out? Because it, it is not a very far walk, but it is a walk from some of those main thoroughfares there in, in New Orleans. Well, uh, one thing I will say, if, as folks are um, planning for their week, we do have um, on the website, we put together a steakhouse, a list of steakhouses. Every convention city we go to, we put those together. Some of the top restaurants in the entire country are in this city. Um, one of my very personal favorites is Dickie Brennan's Steakhouse. Um, it's a traditional steakhouse, but it has the kind of New Orleans twist to it. Um, that's probably one of my favorites. Ed, do you have some favorites in New Orleans as well? Yeah, that's that's one of mine also. Um, there's so many to choose from in, in New Orleans, but uh, probably top of that list, uh, Doris Metropolitan and, and Desi Vegas, uh, both pretty good options if you're looking for a good steak. And Kristen, Kristen gave uh, the best advice. Check out the website. Check out that list of restaurants, uh, steakhouses, and, and make your reservations early because it'll be a, a very busy uh Busy time of, of the uh, of the year for the steakhouses in particular, um, and, and just that area of, of uh, the country because you've got uh, Mardi Gras right around the corner. So it'll be a very busy time in the city and uh, a popular place to be. So French Quarter is not very far away, like you said, only a couple of blocks, and so it's easy to get to uh, if you're not opposed to walking a, a little bit. Very easy. Uh, if not, it's a, a short cab ride, Uber ride, uh, just down the road. So. Um, easy to get to many places. Now, truly one of the most historic cities in our in our nation's history. And so obviously there's a lot of tours on the historical side of things that attendees can participate in. But also it's always great to get out, stretch your legs and see some of the agricultural aspects of this region, too. What, what are some of those tour options that folks can get registered for? Well, um, we actually partner with um, a company in New Orleans to put together some ag tours for us. All of that information is on the website. Um, they are a separate ticketed item from the convention, but there are all kinds of um, tours you can do in New Orleans. I mean, there are ghost tours, there are swamp tours, there are distillery tours. You know, we have a new partnership with a company called NOLA Distillery, um, and they make all different kinds of spirits right there in New Orleans. Um, actually are making one um, especially for our group and um, they they do tours of the distillery there um, the area where the convention center is located is called the warehouse district and in that area um, there's also the world war ii museum and it has surpassed the smithsonian as the number one museum in the country it's spectacular if anybody has a little extra time I highly recommend that. Um, also, Mardi Gras World is less than a mile from the convention center. Um, it's actually at the, the end of the building. And they do um, all most of the floats that are in the Mardi Gras parades that you see. And it's an amazing experience to go through there as well. They have daily tours there as well. 
No, and just what just to see and do. Well, yeah, and, and and to echo that World War II museum. If 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 you have if you get there early in the day or you have a, I mean, it takes a while to get through, but it truly is uh, one of the best museums that I've been through, and I, and hopefully mm-hmm. I hopefully I can run run it run over to there before the convention begins when I get to town because it truly is just something to learn more about our history and just uh, there there's so many past uh, cattlemen and women that have helped build NCBA that uh, that were a part of the great generation and still are that uh, fought for our freedom so head on down to that museum it truly is something that that you don't want to miss um but also uh thad uh, you're, you're kind of the hotel man in, in, in the ncba world and i know we're a week out but uh if folks are like you know what uh things are looking pretty good here at the home place and you know what the weather's not too bad i'm gonna i think i'm last minute i'm gonna come down it what, what uh, how, how can they get a hotel room booked even last minute yeah, uh, registration and, and hotel rooms. Uh, well, registration never closes, uh, so it's real easy to, to do that. You just hop on the website and, and go through the prompts, and you can get registered pretty easily. Uh, you'll find on the website as well all the hotel details uh, for our host hotels. You just give them a call, uh, or we'll have a link there for uh, our, our later hotel options for people to be able to book online also. So. Um, and that'll be in the mix uh, through the registration process as well. So you've got a couple, couple of options when you get near to the event, uh, either reach out to the hotel directly or, or utilize our, our booking link uh, to see what we might have available, depending on when you're going to arrive and depart and, and uh, make a reservation. So it's pretty easy. Uh, we're trying try to make it as easy as we can. And certainly if people have questions, they can reach out to us with, uh, with anything they have, and we'll be happy to help, give them help. And also, there there is an opportunity every single day and night to really participate. And, and there's a lot of hard work that goes on during the day, whether that's the educational sessions, policy, state meetings, whatever it might be. Uh, what's going on Thursday and Friday night of convention this year, entertainment-wise? So, um, all work and no play makes for a very dull convention day, as we like to say over here. So, um, that's part of the fun of our jobs too is we love putting these um, evening events together for everyone. Um, so Thursday night this year is actually going to be a uh, speakeasy and it's called The Secret Cow, If You Know You Know. And um, it's actually at a location that's about a block and a half from the convention center. Um, it's sponsored by our friends over at Central Life Sciences and they always love to put on a good event. Um, so we're going to have a great party that night. That event is really about having a chance for people to connect off of the show floor, get out of the convention center and just really have a chance to relax and connect. Um, So it's going to be, like I said, speakeasy themed. So we'll have a jazz band and we'll have um, very popular, well-known Paul Bogart band. We'll be back again this year because there's always a little time to dance the night away there. Um, so great food and kind of that speakeasy, just fun themed event there. So um, we are kind of leaning into that uh, this week. So you, you'll have to have a secret password to get in and all the fun stuff that goes along with a speakeasy. Um, and then for the Friday night event, um, you know, we like to close things out on a high note. So um, we're doing a cowboy concert series type event this year. And we have um, Neil McCoy and Midland as our lineup for that that night. So that event we're calling Party Gras. 
and uh, we're in New Orleans, it's time to have a good party and uh, folks better bring their dancing boots for that one for sure. We're gonna have a dance floor set up um, in the hall with the concert so folks will be able to dance to Midland um, and that event generally goes to the wee hours of the morning. So we're hoping everybody can, can join us for that one. Should be a great experience. Well, there's a good thing my flight is until 5 p.m. on, on Saturday there. Right. Because uh, all you got to do is give me that wink. So, uh, <laughs> and as I mentioned before, education is truly the, one of the foundations of this event, aside from creating a policy for the future of the cattle industry. But uh, uh, the Cattlemen's College is sponsored by Zoetis for, for some time now. Uh, again, a key highlight for so many attendees. What are some of the educational sessions uh, that will be going on to help improve profitability and longevity in the industry this year with Cattlemen's College. Yeah, it's actually the 30th anniversary of Cattlemen's College this year. So um, they're doing a little bit of celebrating for that, kicking off the week. Um, Ray Starling um, is going to be our general session speaker for that. Um, and he's going to have a great talk on um, foodies and, and trends that we're seeing now um and then in addition to that there's two days of breakout sessions there's 25 different sessions that attendees will be able to go to um and there's some of those sessions that will repeat on tuesday afternoon um before we kind of lead into everything on wednesday tuesday afternoon also includes some cattle handling sessions we use that demo arena that i talked about earlier um and so folks for cattlemen's college actually have um, an opportunity to attend some of those sessions that are just for those folks as well. So um, registration numbers for Cattlemen's College have been coming in great, um, really getting a lot of positive feedback from folks um, on that session in, in general. And like I said, 30 years we've been doing this and it, it just continues to grow year over year. Some people, Lane, forget about Cattlemen's College there's so much content there that, that you just simply can't get to all of it. And so some folks may go, well, there's, there's lots of stuff there and I'd like to go to some things, but I'd like to go to some of the others and I just don't have enough time. Still register for Cattlemen's College because all of that content is captured for our attendees who, who register for Cattlemen's College. And even if they don't have time to, to get to it in person while they're there in New Orleans, they have access to that online digitally after after convention is done. They can watch it as many times as they want to. They can go to sessions and see sessions they didn't have a chance to see in person. All that content is there. So it's it's not uh, an opportunity missed. It's an opportunity gained when it comes to Cattlemen's College. Again, you, you mentioned that registration never closes, but for our, our friends that uh, – uh, are, are, are like, you know what, we're, we're going to go down. Uh, we're going to take the weekend to go down. Uh, uh, what's the best way to get registered? Best way to get registered, just head to ncba.org and uh, go to the events area, and you'll be able to see all the, the details for a convention um, and get registered within just a few clicks. Pretty simple. Again, visit convention.ncba.org. Again, the Cattle Industry Convention, NCBA Trade Show, February 1st through the 3rd, 2023. Uh, going to be a great opportunity just to, to really uh, help set direction for the future of the cattle industry. Uh, see, see friends, make new ones, and of course, uh, learn more about the industry and how we can work together to, to make a bright future for 
the U.S. cattle industry. Uh, Thad, Kristen, any last thoughts that you j- would like to share with our, our, our members as uh, we wish them luck and safe travels down to New Orleans here this in about a week? You know, I would just say if, if any listeners haven't been to the convention before, I highly recommend that you check it out. I think we find once we get people there, they come year over year. So um, if you haven't attended, I highly recommend you give us a try. Thad, any last thoughts? No, I, I would agree. We've got registrations for, for every type of person that uh, wants to come and every type of way that they might want to be involved. So um, if you're worried that you'd have to come and participate in a, in a very large way, you, you certainly can. We would certainly encourage that. Um, but if you want to just come and check it out just real, real briefly, we've got registrations that allow for that pretty easily as well. So a little bit of something for everybody and uh, don't be shy. Come on down to New Orleans and uh, it'll be a, it'll be a great week. Again, Cattle Convention 2023, the 1st through 3rd of February. For more, visit convention.ncba.org. And we look forward to seeing all of you down there as we will be recording several shows for the Cattleman's Call podcast as well. Thad and Kristen, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Lane. See you, See you in Orleans. See you there. All right, friends, I'll do it. I'm Lane Northland. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to NCBA's Cattleman's Call podcast with Lane Nordland. For more information, visit ncba.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.